Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to inform you of new products and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Well, hello and welcome back. We are live on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. Unless you're listening tomorrow uh, on iTunes or on the app on your phone or next week. And we, quite honestly, uh, could care less because as long as you listen, that's all we do care about. Uh, Thanks you for tuning in tonight. I'm pretty excited because I have with me here in studio uh, one of our two guests tonight. Our primary guest, to be honest, is uh, Michael Locke, the CEO of American Flat Track. Michael will be joining us right after our first break. And as I was making a few, having a few thoughts just before talking to you folks tonight, I happened to think that perhaps unverified, but I believe it to be true, Michael is at the moment at the helm of the fastest growing professional motorcycle racing organization, perhaps in the world, to my knowledge, which is deep on this, but not on everything, but it's pretty deep on that. American Flat Track's on a big roll. We have one of their brightest, shining, up-and-coming stars on with us tonight for a few brief minutes. She's preparing for X Games, but in between all of the other um, interviews that she is doing and all the public relations work she is doing up in Minneapolis with the Harley-Davidson Flat Track at ESPN X Games Minneapolis, uh, she's busy, so we're going to get a few minutes with Shayna Texter, the winningest female rider in the history of uh, flat track motorcycle racing in America without a question of this, I'm sure. Those are our two guests. Last week on the show, I said a couple things um, to you. One, we are not purely a racing show. Um Two, I think I said three things. We were going to give away a set of Dunlop motorcycle tires on the show tonight, and we are. Uh, to one of our social media followers of the many, many, many of you that got involved. I have the numbers on that, and I'll share them with you. They're modest by some people's standards, but uh, for me, I'm very proud of the number of you that got behind this program and wish we could give away uh, all all of you who shared our posts. We wish we could give you all a brand-new set of Dunlops, but we're going to give away one set. I also mentioned last week casually talking for long-distance touring, talking about long-distance touring in general, and having a real desire to encourage you to get out and ride, even if your first tour is overnight across your state, 300 miles, whatever, it's all good. But we want to talk about that. And wow, that is, thank you for your input and your follow up with me because that has led to uh, a fabulous two show series uh, that's coming your way shortly with some amazing people. I'll, I'll give you a clue. Uh, one, one of those persons is the man who just won the Iron Butt Rally, uh, Jim Owen, won it outright by a huge margin. Um, wrote a K1600 BMW, probably I haven't looked at the numbers, had to be over 12,000. I'm guessing it's 14 or 15,000 in 10 days. Um, an amazing guy is going to join us and talk to us about that. Carl Reese is going to join us on an upcoming uh, part of this series, one of those two episodes. Carl has done more long-distance things than you can imagine. You might go back in the archives there at iTunes or on your phone app and listen to the show we did with him a few months ago. It's pretty eye-opening and lightning, but he's the guy also going to be joined tonight by his riding partner who's on a road trip with him as well uh and and the next show that we do about this dina mastrosi so 
She uh, set the high mileage award for a rookie rider in one year, in her first year, and she is touring right now. They're on the road. We're going to have them on here in a week or two. So a lot of cool stuff coming about because you got involved and you said, hey, I, I, want, to, I want to do this. We, I want you to talk about riding and gear choices and touring. So it started this whole process with me. I spent too much time yesterday making notes on some of the things I've learned, and I'd like to share them with you now, but I really don't have time. i got to roll. We have guests to do. We've got an American Flat Track show on tap for you tonight that I know you're going to enjoy. Um, I have two quick notes, though, of interest to me and maybe you too. Uh, we lost a really good man, an AMA Motorcycle Hall of Famer. Uh, yesterday, Bill Baird passed. He was a Penton guy who uh, won seven consecutive National Enduro Championships back in the day. And uh, my thoughts and prayers go to uh, his family because it's a big loss. He was a great guy. He, did, er, he built Enduro Racing in America. I'd say he single-handedly would get the award for that. AMA Motorcycle Hall of Fame recognized him. We do a show on those guys, and... I hurry up to try to get some of the older guys in just because I don't want them to get away from us before we get a chance to get them on, on record. Uh, so my uh, thoughts and prayers and sympathy to the family of Bill Baird, Hall of Famer. And congratulations to John Boucher and the lovely Danielle Teal on the birth of their daughter. Uh, I saw a picture on social media, and she is absolutely beautiful. Dan Danielle and John have the Next Moto Champion show. Beautiful show. So well done. Daniel hosts it and just does a killer job. Just outstanding young people who have um, had their first child, and I couldn't be happier for them. And we'd like to uh, welcome that young lady into the world of motorcycling. And trust me, she is going to be knee-deep in it. I'm going to head to break, uh, but before I do... I want to say that uh, this show is on the air here at uh, FM 93.5 AM 1150 because of our friends with Bruce Ross Myers, Harley Davidson. Um, we got together with, with them and their thought was, hey, this is a no brainer. Let's get some motorcycle talk going at WNDB. And they got behind the program that they sponsor our show locally here. But this portion of the show brought to you by our good friends at the Harley Davidson Motor Company with uh, 12 motorcycles uh, right now under $12,000. Go to the website at h-d.com to learn more. I'm going to get out of here because our first guest is in studio to my immediate right. We'll have much more with Michael Locke, CEO of American Flat Track, when we come back in just a moment. Don't go away. Here on FM 93.5, AM 1150, WNDB, Daytona Beach. Bell exists to inspire and enable the next generation of boundary breakers. It is built from motorcycles and the motorcycle racing culture. They don't just make helmets, they make possibilities. Born in a garage, fueled by grease and will, guided by pure intent to encourage the world to live, ride, and thrive. Hand in hand with the world's best riders, Bell continues to enable the world's best to be their best, as it always has. Bell, established in 1954, proven and developed ever since. Find your own style and choose your own Bell helmet at bellhelmets.com forward slash powersports. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? 
Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Since 1903, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company have built motorcycles that are an American standard for the world. Since 1994, Bruce Rossmeyer's Daytona Harley-Davidson and Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Harley have set new standards for motorcycle dealerships. Bruce Rossmeyer's is your source for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, motor clothes, officially licensed products, parts, accessories, authorized service, and rentals. Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson is truly family-owned and family-managed and provides the ultimate buying experience to the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Whether it's a new bike purchase or an oil change, Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson associates are dedicated to delivering the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Discover what being treated like family really means. 23 years of dedication to local and regional charities has put millions of dollars back into the communities they serve. That is the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Find out more and check out exciting events at brucerossmeyers.com. And we welcome you back to Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. I am your host, and wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I always wonder that. Are you sitting in the garage polishing your bike by yourself? Uh, Are you sitting in the living room uh, listening to it on your Apple TV, uh, reading a motorcycle magazine? I always wonder. Radio's like that because I can't see you and you can't see me. But whatever whatever you're doing and wherever you're doing it, we are glad you chose to uh, share this hour with us. Let's uh, not delay and bringing in our first guest in this portion of the program, which is brought to you by uh, a new sponsor. And I'm proud to say a non-motorcycling sponsor. I'm really excited to have these folks on board because I believe in their product. It's TrueToyotaParts.com. With no further ado, I would like to bring in the CEO of American Flat Track, a man who is no stranger to talking motorcycles, been with us many times. We've been through thick and thin together. Michael Locke, welcome to the show in the studio here. Thanks, Barry. It's um, fantastic to be here. Welcome back to the States. I know you've been overseas uh, on multiple missions. Yeah, whistle-stop tour to the UK and Italy over the last uh, week or so. Going to get into that in a moment. I, I just want to pick your brain. I, I wish I had a like a my, little microchip thing I could just plug in and get it all, and then I could download it. <laughs> I'd have all that. Uh, first, let me start by just telling you, and, and not to be too kind to you, but... Um, Something is happening right now with American Flat Track that I think all of us veterans who've been around this sport our whole lifetime have not seen, perhaps since the 80s, um, selling out arenas the last three, four, five rounds, if not selling out, nearly selling out. Um, congratulations on that, Michael. I think that must be a little bit of a sign of some of, the, some of your vision coming together for you. I think, Barry, at, um, at its heart, the sport's good. Um, if you have a good product that can capture people's imagination. Um, The job of a sanctioning body and a promoter is to get the hell out of the way um, and and let the product shine. And we've been working, I think, as you know, quite hard to tidy up the administration of the sport and the communication of the sport to let the racing and to let the uh, athletes shine. And you've also affected a big change on the tour by my standards, because now American Flat Track has um, AFT events and you're actually promoting some rounds where prior to that day coming about, starting, I guess, last year, really, 
Um, it was always individual promoters doing every round. Some did more than one, maybe, but it was still that model. This is a big change. And how many dates are you guys promoting this year? Four, five? Eight. You're promoting eight yeah. RAFT events? Mm-hmm. Um, at New York, I want to take a minute. I do want to give a shout out to um, uh, some of your men, uh, Cameron Gray. Um, uh, I want to say to him, I want to say to Chris Carter, the producer on Fans Choice, and I want to say to Gene Crouch, great job in New York from a social media and, and video audio perspective because that race was a total loss from a fan spectator account by my what I would think was going to happen with the rain event. And somehow those guys just kept putting out that positive message. And to me, it worked because the fans looked like they came out in numbers. Oh, yeah. The place was a near sellout again, um, despite the fact that we had a real headwind with the weather. Uh, I mean, you know what it's like with flat track is that the weather can uh, to, can ruin an event, can, can even get it canceled. And with a high proportion of ticket sales done on the day, it's a, it, the promoter carries a big risk. But we've been working towards this. It's the first event we've had this year that's been really severely challenged by weather. And we had a weather plan uh, that we've been working on for a year now in, in, uh, for this very eventuality. And as you said, the guys, um, the guys did a great job. Nobody plans to fail. They fail to plan, apparently, is your motto on that. Um, the guys did a great job. The uh, race went extremely well. Uh, early in the season, uh, of course, I, for one, am not a – I've said this before, so I don't mind telling you either because, first of all, we're kind of friends on enough of a level I'm comfortable telling you. I thought the Daytona TT racetrack was not at all what I wanted fans to see of our sport, twins on a TT. I wanted so much more than it turned out to be. I'm also very happy that was the first NBCSN show to air because it can only go up, 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 and that's no disrespect – to Daytona International Speedway, or you? It was a big project um, on many levels. Uh, I think a, a, a lot of people make the assumption that because we're based in Daytona Beach and because we're um, uh, somewhat linked up with the NASCAR organization, that uh, if we want to stage a race inside uh, the greatest speedway in the country, we should just click our fingers and, and everybody will make it happen. It's almost the polar opposite of that. We have to work harder uh, and uh, and we have to be more convincing to get inside that speedway precisely because of our location and our ownership. So to get um, uh, a track built in that trioval um, was a challenge because it was a limited footprint. Um, and with us coming in, if you like, from the parking lot, Previously, we had to prove ourselves that we could generate excitement and a crowd. And ticket sales. And you did. Oh, and ticket sales. And so this is the first year. It's not the end of the road. It's the start of the road. And I, I know that Chris Carr is already working on um, uh, a number of different options for next year where we can make it bigger and better. I mean, it's obvious. You guys are going to see the ways you could and will improve it. And it can only get better. I agree with you. And I, for one... Applaud your efforts because I think all of us, as I'm, I'm going back to being a flat track fan because that's really just what I am. And I think everybody who's a fan of the sport was really proud to see it elevated to being inside of the facility where we all always felt it deserved to be. And it, it was cool. I mean, I got to say, under the lights, Daytona, Trioval, big deal. Yeah, we were, we were proud to be able to stage it. Um, you know, we, we changed a lot of things over the winter, including our class structure. And uh, we had changed the class structure to allow the riders to race on twins at every race. And to open the season with uh, a TT, 
uh, was a little ballsy. Um, and, and we were mindful of the fact that we didn't want to make the athletes nervous. We didn't want to kill the format before we started. So you could argue that the TT was a little gentler than some people would have liked, but you can always go up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, probably not as critical as I sound on that, by the way. It's just the tight little corners gave the perception that the bikes were too slow. Yeah. And we got to open that up a little bit and it'll be fine. The lights, everything about it was fantastic. Um, you mentioned new class format. So to kind of explain to some people that may not uh, have attended a flat track race in a while, it's, it's kind of changed now. You really don't have amateurs and pros or novices and experts anymore. What you really have, they're all kind of on an even keel. The riders choose to ride singles or they choose to ride twins. Have I said that about right? I think you have. And, and, and if you and I had had this conversation nine months ago, people might have thought we were insane. Um, that there is a... Um, there's a perceived logic within the sport that um, the old GNC2 class is where the kids come in uh, and they aspire to ride in the GNC1 class and there is a path to that. And and we haven't knocked that house down. What we've done um, is we've said we're going to have two classes. Uh, it's obvious that the bigger, more powerful twin cylinder bikes with the more mature um, and more experienced athletes is going to be the premier class. But I didn't want a gulf between them. And I had a sneaking suspicion that if we standardized the, uh, the entry class as all on 450 production bikes, week in, week out, regardless of track, that we would have some spectacular racing. And, and you have. And we have. And uh, I think it surprised a lot of people. Um, we've had two shows now on TV. A lot of people playing catch-up watching that. Um, I can tell you that the upcoming shows for the singles racing are mind-blowing, particularly once we get on the miles. And so we're excited to take that to America. As you should be, because what you're doing is exposing uh, the sport that everybody just about listening to this show truly loves to uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or more eyes and ears. Um, it's going to get great, too. And I talked to Larry Pegram about it. He's doing color. He was on our show a few weeks back, and he's really excited about it. He's having fun with it. And he sounded great, by the way. Both the on-air guys did, killed it, I thought. They they really did. Um, I've known Larry for a long time. He raced for me Ducati. when I was running Ducati North right. America. And uh, Larry always managed to make a dollar look like a hundred. Um, and he was the never give up kind of guy and he keeps his ear to the ground. And I knew that his experience, his sense of humor, um, and his, and, and his direct experience in pro flat track, um, would, uh, would help us take the sport to a broader audience. Um, uh, and NBC, yes, it'll do that. I mean, it, are you, would you go so far as to say the NBC SN contract could be a, or is a game changer for American flat track and its riders and teams? Well, let's see over the course of the season. Um, if it's not, uh, I'm to blame. Okay, there's the, there it is right there. Um, how do you think it's going to impact your on the already popular Great Numbers uh, FansChoice.tv platform, digital? Uh, FansChoice um, viewing numbers uh, have shown a dramatic increase this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think NBCSN will improve those? Or what, what's your theory on that? Well, um, I can tell you what NBC think. Um, because we had many discussions with them about this over the winter. Uh, And we were bracing ourselves for NBC to say, well, you guys are going to have to cut the streaming. And they didn't. They they didn't even mention it. And when we mentioned it to them at contract stage, they said, 
we're really not that bothered about your streaming because that is your core audience who follow the sport through thick and thin. Our job is to take your sport to America. Um, the core audience, of course, will tune in. And I know some of them um, are, are bemused as to why we're showing the races months after they're shown on uh, live Well, that shouldn't be a question to me because what you're doing is you're doing eight an 18 tour, an 18 race tour season in 18 weeks every Monday night at 11. What could be easier to follow, find, DVR, record, whatever than that? I mean, to me, that's brilliant. That's that's exactly what we're doing. So that um, our final race in Southern California, which is the weekend of the 7th and 8th of October. The final race will be shown on NBC on the following week. So it plays catch-up all season. And, and the strategy is we're taking the sport to America. We're not expecting America to come to the sport. So on every week, predictably, um, and it will move from a Monday to a Thursday after the first three shows to get into a motorsports block evening on cool. NBC cool. where we will be the recipients of a lot of audience who would not necessarily have tuned in to see us. So so it's potentially a game changer. I think that the quality of the of the show is very high, mm -hmm. uh, higher than a lot of people thought that we would be able to uh, deliver. But between the Fans' Choice crew, between our NBC crew and NASCAR Media Group who are working with us in Charlotte, we've put a really strong team together. It's a great package, uh, visually, audio, everything's perfect. It's like seamless, really, 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 really good well, stuff. Well, and, and Barry, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you haven't seen on the broadcast yet. The The show evolves as the year goes on, so we've, we're going to bring new elements in uh, week in, week out. And it's, it's interesting to me because my understanding is your Fans' Choice cameras are actually capturing the audio, or the video, for what ultimately is massaged into that package. Correct. See that to me that's that's a cool deal because everybody's growing together here. Yeah. It can only get better. How do you think fanschoice.tv uh what percent of the increase in ticket sales do you do you attribute some of that to fanschoice.tv viewership or or what's happening? Indian Harley which we'll talk about after the break. Uh, yeah, I think it's impossible this early to put our fingers on anything definitively. I mean I remember having conversations with some promoters a couple of years ago who would get very hot under the collar that we were streaming oh, live too. because they felt it was stealing their audience. Right. And they may or may not have been correct, I don't know. But what I do know is if you create buzz and you create excitement, everybody wants to be there. And my theory on that, Michael, is if you're in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida and you're out of town for bike week and you haven't seen Flat Track in forever or ever, and you get caught up in watching it on fanschoice.tv, when, when they come back to Daytona, you're going to buy a ticket. Yeah. You're going to be so caught up, I think, in it. So that's where I think it's beginning to pay off. But what do I know? I'm just a guy with a microphone. I mean, really, when you get right down to it. Okay, i got to go to break here in about three minutes, but I want to hit this first. Um, I have watched with great interest over the years Steve uh, Nace and Kelly Bell. Uh, promoting their all-star national flat track series and doing so much for the amateur racing and pro in a way in America, keeping it alive. As a matter of fact, during a time when it was perhaps on its deathbed. Indeed. I think we all owe them a debt of gratitude. Indeed. There's an up new new series out now, an upstart series, the steel shoe national series. What kind of view does American flat track as a management team take of opposing series, not opposing series, but other racing series out there in America? Well, it's, it's, it's good that you asked that question because we did a lot of uh, internal um, questioning over the winter about who are we? Who, who, who is AMA Pro Racing? What is our role in the sport? And 
My view is that we're the guardians of the, of the pro sport. It's our job to leave the sport in better shape one day down the road than we found it. And to that end, I looked at the um, 30,000 uh, feet view and said, I don't believe that we're fulfilling all of our responsibility in prepping people on the road to the pro game. I felt that we were... You, you mean athletes? Oh, indeed, yeah. Athletes. But athletes and, and their parents and their teams right. is that you don't just arrive at the pro game at 16 wide-eyed and, and not prepared for it. And I think um, the transition to AFT, to American Flat Track, is a catalyst for us to reach out down through uh, the AMA um, districts and through the amateur game and to forge new alliances with people like uh, people like Steve Nace. And I think you will see already this year at um, Springfield, we joint ventured uh, on the on the short track yep. um, for a TT. And we will do so again in September, um, putting the two organizations, Steve Nace's organization and American Flat Track together to reach out and try and bridge that gap. Not, I hate bringing up internet stuff because it's the it's kind of almost all fake news. In this case, though, I think there's a legitimate question I have for you. Does American Flat Track have any restrictions? And and do you know have you guys put any pressure on anybody as a professional rider not to run a competing series? Well, we we don't own the riders. True. Um, we own a rule book and we license riders and we register teams. And we've grown the sport from uh, 11 rounds uh, a couple of years ago to 18 now. At the time we did that, and we, we were very clear to our paddock that we were going to grow the series and make it truly national. Some of those teams said, there's a limit to how many races we can run in a year without destroying our bikes, without running out of money. So 18 is a big, big growth from 11. Over 18? That's a real stretch for some of these small teams. That's their decision to make what they do over and above the championship. And I know that they all want to come to as many of the AFT rounds as possible this year because they're on television. Their sponsors get some value. The athletes get some exposure. Um, and they draw more people into the sport. If they've got time and money left over after doing 18 national rounds, I'm happy for them to do whatever they like. Okay, there it is. Okay, so that, with that, Michael, you, you're going to hang with me, right? Because... I got so much more to discuss with you. It's been too long. This is what happens with us, you know. We get behind, then we got to play catch up for a long time. Sure. Also, we're expecting a call from one of your athletes, one of your top performers in the AFT singles, uh, Shayna Texer, to be calling in uh, momentarily. And I'm excited to get a chance to talk to her just before the X Games. Uh, she's probably all about watching some key people that are doing it herself. I don't think she is, though. But she's doing awesome on the American Flat Track Tour, and I just can't wait. Uh, can you imagine? She's all of about 90 pounds ladies and gentlemen and she's riding uh, professional flat track motorcycles at a buck 25 on the miles it's just kind of and beating these guys pretty bad some of them okay so we go to break and as we go i just want to say many many thank you to our great new sponsor truetoyotaparts.com and guess what they have oem parts uh, you're going to save time and money when you utilize them uh and if you will go right in there and order your toyota parts maintenance whatever you got i looked today on an 03 camry i put one in with 250,000 miles on it they have almost every single part on that car and it's all oem toyota parts and uh if you'll enter promo code at checkout uh go to the promo code and put barry in 
in there. They're going to, we are going to provide you through the end of July, can't do it forever, free shipping on your order for parts, accessories, or whatever OEM parts. Many thanks to our newest sponsor on the show, TrueToyotaParts.com. Woo, take a break. Michael Locke's still with us. He's going to be here till the end of the show. And uh, also, we're going to be giving away a set of Dunlops here in about 10 or 15 minutes to a lucky listener. Hope you guys and gals are having fun out there and getting to ride a lot. Weather's beautiful. Let's go ride, ladies and gentlemen. It's summer. We'll be right back. Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked good, fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked bagels. Made from scratch English muffins. Fresh roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. In 2016, Toyota was again named Top Motor Vehicle Company by Fortune Magazine. TrueToyotaParts.com believes your Toyota is greater than the sum of its parts. Reputation, reliability, and longevity are the reason you bought your Toyota in the first place. Maintain that quality with True Toyota Parts. When you buy OEM parts, True Toyota Parts, you are maintaining the quality of your Toyota, and by choosing TrueToyotaParts.com, you save time and money. At TrueToyotaParts.com, your satisfaction with your Toyota is as important as your satisfaction with True Toyota Parts. They back their products with a 12-month Toyota Parts warranty and have parts professionals eager to make your experience with TrueToyotaParts.com exceptional. When you need parts and except for your Toyota, visit TrueToyotaParts.com. Enter promo code Barry at checkout during the month of July and receive free shipping on your order. Be true to your Toyota with TrueToyotaParts.com. Man, oh man, this is the show that writers call home, and we're thankful for that. And we've got one on the line right now who I'm going to get to. Uh, in just a moment, this portion of the Talking Motorcycles program is powered by my good friends at Clearwater Lights. Um, I'm not going to talk about them right now, but you can bet one thing. I'm going to talk about them here in a little bit because uh, they have a new package available right now that they'll do on special order uh, for us and our listeners uh, called a hybrid. And if you want to have daylight in front of your motorcycle in the middle of the darkest night and the darkest rainiest worst setting in the world and you want to look like it's daylight in front of your motorcycle i know how to do that and you can go look at it at clear.com it is absolutely fabulous that's our sponsor on the show now let's bring in one of the most talented motorcycle racers in the world and for the number one female american flat track rider in the world Shayna texter hello and thanks for taking a minute out of your schedule to be on hey barry and michael thanks for having me 
Michael's my co-host for this segment. We disagreed on that, right, Michael? I'm, I'm just sitting here comfortably drinking your coffee. I love that. Uh, all right, got to get right into it. First of all, um, tell me something. Uh, what's the most memorable race of your pro career? Whether you want it or not doesn't matter to me, but what was your most memorable race that you would like most want to tell your grandchildren about? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, definitely Knoxville getting that first one was huge and very memorable for me um you know it was my grandfather and i out there my grandfather was inducted into the hall of fame out there in turn two and uh it was just the two of us out there and uh definitely one that i'll, I'll remember forever you know what's cool about that story it, it, it is one i will remember forever too after i've probably done thousands of uh, podium interviews at american flat track over the years and it will always be uh the most rewarding of all and you know what you did is um you stepped on the box, and after winning their hearts by your riding ability, then you spoke, and I think everybody in the whole place was just your number one biggest fan in the world. I mean, you killed that interview. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, you know, just really spoke from heart. I uh, didn't actually even remember it or knew actually what I even had to say um, until later I went back and listened to it, and um you know, it was just the truth. It was speaking from the heart. It, you know, the win meant a lot to me. It was a huge, um, you know, achievement for my family and for myself with everything we've been through with the, the loss of my dad. And, um, you know, we had flooding that weekend. I almost didn't even make it out of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, and then to go up and battle against, uh, you know, Briar Bauman and, and Michael Toon and, and not win it easily. It was a hard fought battle. And, uh, you know, it's one I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, coming off of turn four after I won and, and all the guys in the expert class being out there to greet me, it was just, it was a really special night. Folks, it's out there on YouTube. Uh, Shana Texter wins Knoxville, Iowa. And you know what, Shana, is cool about the video. And I go back and watch it whenever I want to get motivated to be better uh, because you made me a better announcer broadcaster that night. And you know who else really had a banner night was Scotty Dubler's call of that race was, I've used it, I've used your interview in my one-on-one -on -one coaching with up-and-coming riders so many times. And I've used that as an example of some of the best play-by-play -play I've ever heard out of a Grand National announcer by Scotty that night. Yeah, definitely. It was a, definitely a night to remember for sure. And Briar decided he still wanted to hang out with you after you kicked <laughs> his butt. <laughs> yes, yep, he did. Amazing. Uh, can you see yourself returning to AFT Twins anywhere down the road? Yeah, definitely. You know, I I feel like I have some unfinished business in the Twins class as far as, you know, establishing myself as a Twins rider. The last three years were very difficult. It wasn't the easiest transition for me. Um, you know, started out on the Triumph with some handling issues and then... No, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. That You didn't have handling issues. Honest to God, you, you, <laughs> you woman handled the worst head shake at 135 miles an hour I've ever witnessed. Lap after lap after lap after lap after lap. No fault of the teams, man. That was big. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, it definitely, the bike just didn't, didn't like me on it. And uh, we fought that all year. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed. I felt like I really couldn't really show my true potential on tracks that I felt like I could excel at, which is the mile tracks. And, uh, you know, and then I made the transition back to the Kawasaki's and uh, joined with uh, Richie Morris Racing and, uh, been a little bit of a was a rough patch a little bit with a brand new team coming over from road racing and uh you know so richie and i we actually sat down and uh from some advice from actually uh 
you know, Jarrett Meese actually is the one that brought it up to me, honestly, at Willow Springs. He said, why don't you maybe consider the 450 class? Richie and I had a meeting that night, and we talked for countless hours, and uh, it was the right call for me to go back to the 450s and uh, relearn how to race again and, uh, you know, get that mental confidence back and uh, just really re, you know, create myself as a motorcycle racer, and I feel like it's helped, and uh, I got to ride a twin at Springfield earlier this year, and I didn't make the main, but truthfully, I've felt better on a twin than I ever have. So I'm, I'm excited to get back into that class one day in the future. Good. I think everybody's, you know, wanting to see you back on it. But right now, you're thrilling us, you know, and you're putting on such a good show. They, AFT, I've got the guy sitting here with me, so it's not like I'm really talking about him. But they'd probably hate to see you make that move right now because you and the rest of those up-and-coming stars are so, so entertaining to watch. Michael, um, we, we, we touched on this earlier about the AFT singles and the AFT twins and how that relationship works. Um, I think we're seeing from Shana's example and Dan Bromley, who just recently made the move back to singles, that the riders are kind of digging having that option, too, to go to that single class. It, it, it's all early. What we did was we prepared the ground to have two classes that you could enjoy separately from each other rather than seeing one purely as a feeder class. A support the other. class. It's not a support and class. You ask it. anybody who's been to the races this year and what and not only what Shana, but what Shana and the, and the Colby Carlisle. The gaggle of boys right. she's dragging with her. <laughs> right. Watching them race. Um, I can tell you everybody on the AFT Everybody on the AFT team will tell you they had those hairs standing up on their arm when they felt the whole grandstand, the whole grandstand stand up for the last lap of the singles race at the miles, not the twins race. Okay, the let me race. interrupt right there, Shana. Um, I've been standing down on that front stretch when the crowd came alive for you multiple times. It, at any time you make a pass, especially when you take the lead, they light up. They totally light up. Um, Kent, first of all, I'm assuming you can. Sometimes, some, some tracks, especially the covered ones like Springfield, you can hear and feel that crowd. Am I right? I usually can't ever hear them, but, I, you know, I can feel them. I know they're there, and, um, you know, definitely when my helmet comes off, I almost just, even before I take my helmet off, I just wait for it because I know it's coming. You know, the, the crowd of the fans of AFT, they're some of the most genuine fans out there that truly love the sport, and it's, you know, it's incredible. It's it actually inspires me to try and ride that last lap even harder to get that win because I want to see their reaction afterwards. So it doesn't get old. It still gives you that deep down thrill. And how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's inspiring. You know, when those days are rough, it's like, man, what is the crowd going to do if I'm not out there? You know, they're going to, they're going to miss me. And like, they're going to miss every one of these guys when they miss a weekend. Oh man, you so. sound like our grandson, uh, <laughs> Carter. So Jumanji and Paul hey, missed me. Hey Barry, I've got to say at the, at the risk of embarrassing Shana here. Sorry, Shana in advance. She can take it. She's um, tough. The, You're the, just another guy she's going <laughs> to beat up on. The, the Oklahoma city mile. That was a whole story across the evening. Uh, if you weren't there, uh, and you weren't watching it on Fans Choice, you won't know what the story was of that um, singles that evening. That not only did Shana win it, the getting there was like walk it was like climbing up 
a sharp face of a mountain. Kind and of like the semi this past uh, weekend at yeah. New York. Same thing. Um, okay, rapid fire, because I've only got about a minute left with you. And, and again, thank you, because I know you're actually busier and on more of a time thing probably than I am. But first of all, in a word or a sentence or two, what is the one thing that you like most about riding for Richie Morris, uh, Richie Morris Racing? And what is the one thing you've learned from him that's could perhaps enhance your life? I mean, the biggest thing riding for Richie Morris Racing is it's, you need a team. You need a team around you to win races. You need a team around you to win championships. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is just having a team of support, you know, to lift you up on those bad days, but also encourage you and push you through. You know, Lima was going backwards, and the guys, they were able to motivate me during the red flag, and I actually moved from 11th place up to 6th, um, you know, in nine laps. So having a team is huge. And um, you Does know, he ever get on you? Does he ever? Has he ever climbed on your butt and said, hey, don't do that anymore? Uh, not, I mean, Richie and I, we actually, when it comes to, uh, certain things, you know, Richie handles the business side. He lets the mechanics handle the race side. Um, you know, when it comes to the business side, him and I actually see eye to eye on a lot of things. That's important. Um, you know, we both want to see the sport grow. You know, my dad at a young age put in a Corey and I about being professional everywhere we go. You know, don't matter if you're in the grocery store, or, you know, at home, you know, always to, to be professional because you don't know who's watching and, uh, that's one of big, Richie's biggest things. So I almost wish I almost wish you didn't bring up your father, Randy, because I always uh, get emotional. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny. He comes up in our conversation so often. And we always have to do this while we're together, too. I'll never forget the night at uh, the Multipurpose Arena at Springfield in your first race back when that that huge cloud cross magically appeared just before the invocation over the paddock. Uh, you were standing there with me at opening ceremonies. That was a miracle of life that I, I could never, I, I can't imagine how it even happened. Yeah, no, definitely. Exactly. And that's, you know, for me, my dad, you know, he's up above, but he's still a huge part of my racing and my brothers. You know, we, there's numerous times throughout the day we think of, you know, what would dad expect us to do or what would dad tell us to do or, you know, Hey, Let's go out there and win this thing. You um, know, are you going to talking to him? I get it. And Corey's got his heart, a part of it, the part that matters. And so do you. Um, by the way, are you going to X Games with Corey to support him? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually out here right now at X Games. They're running practice. Cool. Cool. He's an Audi hauler. Okay. Final thing, because I got to go and you do too. Top three most frequently asked questions by reporters and or fans during fan walk. <laughs> um. One would be, you know, what's it like to be a girl out there in a man's sport? Um, that's that's the biggest that's one, the big you one. know, that I get. And, uh, you know, what's it like going fast? Um, you know, or how, how do you handle that motorcycle being that small? <laughs> I got you. My question for you is how is this the growth of the sport right now changing you, and what are you doing? Are you doing anything to work on your per- public persona? Uh, no, you know, definitely just trying to be myself and, uh, you know, win races, winning races and uh, keeping yourself out there in front of the crowd. It's, you know, a big part of it. And, well, there uh, it is. Number one answer is on the survey board. Just be yourself and have fun, Shane. I love it. That is, man, I tell you, you are textbook perfect. And we're wishing you, uh, uh, first of all, a, a continued healthy season and a super competitive one. And good luck in uh, nailing down that AFT uh, singles championship. You got anything else before I close out? I got to go, Michael, but you got a minute. Oh, I'm not going to follow Shana. She's, uh, yeah, she's, she's got to go. She? Okay. She, you beat another guy tonight. Shana, <laughs> thank you again. We, we love you. We appreciate you being on with us here on FM 93, 5 AM 1150 WNDB and see you soon. 
Thanks, guys. See you later. Guess I'll see her at Calistoga, as a matter of fact, because I'm heading out that way July 20th. The wife and I on the motorcycle. Can't wait. Got to go to break. And um, as I go to break, I just I, I just want to tell you real quick, you can combine a Savina, one Savina Clearwater Light with one Erica Clearwater Light and one pair of Darla's and have what they call the hybrid. You call Glenn Stasky at Clearwater Lights. He'll tell you all about it and sell you one. And uh, you can either put it on yourself or have someone else do it. Let's go to break. Final break of the show. We'll be back. We've got a little bit more time yet with Michael Locke, CEO of American Flat Track. Hey, let me know if you like this show tonight. Hit me up on social media, Facebook, Talking Motorcycles with Barry, Twitter, at 2 Wheel B, spell it out, T-W-O. Let us know what you think about this racing stuff. We got much many many more topics coming your way. This is Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles. I believe that the majority of motorcycle accidents are preventable. The answer? Clearwater lights. Riders add Clearwater lights to see what is in front of them at night. The least expensive Clearwater lights produces a full-spectrum 2,000 lumens each. They fully illuminate the road ahead as well as the roadside. Milliseconds count when an animal explodes from the side of the road. The added benefit of Clearwater lights is the ability of other motorists to see your motorcycle in a sea of headlamps. I utilize the easy-to-install selective yellow lenses to create instant visible awareness that my motorcycle is approaching. Following an accident, how many times do we hear the other drivers say, I didn't see them? Clearwater lights are compact, easy to mount, and simple to install. The new generation technology of high-powered LEDs are fully dimmable so you can use them day and night. Clearwater has been offering award-winning service, well-engineered products, and outstanding product support for over 20 years. Learn more at Clearwater Lights This isn't the sound of an engine. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Since 1903, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company have built motorcycles that are an American standard for the world. Since 1994, Bruce Rossmeyer's Daytona Harley-Davidson and Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Harley have set new standards for motorcycle dealerships. Bruce Rossmeyer's is your source for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, motor clothes, officially licensed products, parts, accessories, authorized service, and rentals. Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson is truly family-owned and family-managed and provides the ultimate buying experience to the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Whether it's a new bike purchase or an oil change, Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson Associates are dedicated to delivering the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Discover what being treated like family really means. 23 years of dedication to local and regional charities has put millions of dollars back into the communities they serve. That is the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Find out more and check out exciting events at BruceRossmeyers.com. Talking Motorcycles is back. This is the show that riders call home. Hey, two things. First, BruceRossMeyers.com is uh, where you go. BruceRossMeyer.com. Go check out their events calendar. I think you're going to dig it. It's really cool. They have so many things going on. It's the summer of love at Ross Meyers Daytona and New Smyrna Harley. And it's just so cool. They have concerts 
free every Saturday, one to five, Summer of Love concert series. In fact, what I think about Ross Myers, and it's not because they pay me money, it's because I was a customer of theirs before they became a part of our show, but um, when I think about the things we as motorcycle enthusiasts require, need, from parts, accessory, service, sales, but advice, ideas, help, they are the complete package, and I think set a new standard for what motorcycle dealerships are all about. That's what I think. This portion of the show brought to you by Dunlop Motorcycle Tire. Quick thought on that. I have a 2017 Harley uh, Electroglide Ultra Classic Milwaukee 8-powered machine with 12,500 miles on it. It belongs to the motor company. Getting ready to ride it out to California to the Calistoga Half Mile National, presented by Harley Davidson to be Master of Ceremonies on invitation, and I'm excited. I got a decision to make. Get this. It's got 12,000 miles on it, and the tires look excellent. But I got to do seven or 7,500 more to get back home. Do I put tires on it or not? I'm tempted not because people are getting 18,000 some who keep their pressures up out of the American elites. I remember when an ultra classic 8,000 miles was when the tires went away. Harley said, Dunlop, you got to do better. Get us 10 so our owners can make it to the first service. They answered that call. The new American elite is completely and totally changed touring motorcycle tires at the moment multi-tread technology is the main reason you learn for yourself you're smart go to dunlopmotorcycletires.com and read about multi-tread technology and read about intuitive response profile that's your homework class uh, for the week back uh here to the show we've got michael Locke still here for about we've got about four or five more minutes crazy how time flies when you and i are hanging together um michael i got a couple more things first of all europe and the world how do they see America's sport, the one that was born here, the one we're so proud of, flat track motorcycle racing. How do they see us right now? Oh, there's no doubt there's a new level of curiosity. Uh, I've just got back from Europe. I was in the UK and Italy. I went to the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Oh, how fun. At the invitation of Lord March, who is the owner of Goodwood. Why did he invite me? Not because I'm well-connected in British society anymore. He invited me because he wanted to learn about American flat track. Great. It is Without doubt, the most exciting form of professional motorcycle sport out there at the moment. And people who remember the name of Kenny Roberts and Freddie Spencer. Freddie was over there for the Goodwood Festival. And Nikki Hayden, who was Grand Marshal for them, I helped put that together one year. The, the curiosity was there. It was latent. Now it's back. Um, and I think that there are some developments coming up. We're going to be looking at an international broadcast agreement so that we can send our sport all around the world. Via television, visit, via digital platforms like FansChoice.tv. Well, it's already there, FansChoice. People via television. watch it already, so it has to be TV. Via television. Yeah. We've now got a, a, a TV product that is good enough to go to any broadcaster in the world. So we're investigating that, and that will raise the, the profile of American flat track and, and pro flat track racing to a level that it, maybe it's never been before. Um, future thoughts uh, beyond that? Uh, any... Any talk ever in your lifetime can you foresee? Because you're a man of vision. All this stuff that's happening now, you you envisioned it and put those ideas at play. Can we see Jared Meese and the American Flat Track stars overseas in the future? Absolutely no reason why not. Okay, there you go. Rapid fire. He's, he's out and rapid firing me. Um, future AFT events. Do you see um, AFT events as an entity trying to capture more of the schedule on the tour as promoters decide to retire or move on? I mean, do you want them all? I don't think so. Um, I'd never rule it out, um, but it's not the goal. I think there's a healthy balance between uh, between us owning some of the events and independents owning others. Is that Christy? No. Okay. 
I, I got to hold on just a minute. I'm, I'm interrupting the great one here just for a second. I, I almost I'm running out of time and I got to do this tonight. We are uh, prepared to congratulate someone for winning a brand new set of Dunlop motorcycle tires. Um, I had sent her a message on social media to call, but I don't think she did. We didn't get a call. Um, but that's all good because I didn't tell her why I needed her to call the show. In fact, she was very inquisitive. What do you want to talk to me on the show about? Like, why does anybody want to hear from me? We put a post out on Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone Facebook page. And believe it or not, 20,000 of you have reacted somehow. I don't even have that many Facebook followers or friends, but that's the value of sharing. And we said, share this picture of this Dunlop emblem. And we're going to give away a set of tires to somebody. So I painstakingly took 254 shares and wrote them on pieces of paper and put them in a Bell Star helmet and pulled one out. Uh, Fair and square is the only way we do it. Columbus, Ohio's Christy Bambeck has won her choice of a brand new set of Dunlops. And that could be, I know she's a sport bike person. I see it from her social media, does some track days and stuff. So congratulations. I recommend Q3s uh, plus. They're great. Michael, we're out of time. And uh, from all of us here at Talking Motorcycles, I want to say best of luck to you uh, going forward, you and your team, because I know you. how hard it is out there on the road um, with all the bullets coming at you from time to time. And, and now you're managing growth, which is not always an easy thing to do. No, it's not. But um, I think we're on the right path. Uh, we've had a tremendous, tremendous support from our pro paddock. Uh, that doesn't always go said. Um, but these are good people out there who are involved in an exciting and sometimes dangerous sport. And for them to rally round all the innovation um, that we're bringing has made it that much easier. To I'm do. happy to see the new water-cooled Ducati, uh, Ducati back, Lloyd Brothers, the last few rounds, and it's doing really great. And I miss the Triumph myself. You being a Brit, you probably do too. Indeed. I'd like to see the Triumph back. I'd like to see, we want to see even more brands, but right now we've got some young up-and-comers like Sammy Halbert, a couple others that are giving these dominating Indians fits right now so this is getting better by the round michael Locke has been our guest and shana texter say thanks to both of them i for one have talked too much tonight my wife is probably going to say you talk too much when i get home and all of you may do the same thing whatever you do though hit us up on social media and tell us what you think we love you we thank you for listening to the show ride hard ride safe and don't forget to have fun on your motorcycles Keep up with us next two or three weeks. The shows are going to be awesome about touring and long distance. Goodbye.